0: Hey everyone, lovely listeners, just a heads up, because of the uh, circumstances regarding the production of Justice League and uh, uh, what happened with Zack Snyder, we will be talking about suicide uh, a little bit this episode, so uh, proceed at your own caution, and remember to take care of yourselves. Uh, On with the show.
1: Welcome to Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. We're doing the Justice League. We're doing the Whedon cut of the Justice League. We're doing the Snyder cut of the Justice League. We're gonna be talking about Justice League comics, probably. Uh, Maybe Justice League. Imagine if there was a league dedicated to justice.
0: I I want to kill Joss Whedon with my bare hands.
2: Hershey, ha, ha!
3: So uh, I was right about everything once again, and uh, the. The Whedon cut was bad. The Snyder cut was good. Uh, d- d- Nicole will be moving to India where she will do uh, 300 years of three, three like karma cycles of apologizing to Zack Snyder uh, until she reaches enlightenment.
1: Oh yeah, our uh, our uh, our our listeners from India, of which there are at least two, are going to be thrilled because I think we uh, we all liked this. The, the, we all Zach liked the Snyder, Snyder Cut.
2: I, yeah, I liked it Snyder until
0: card. the last fifteen minutes when Jared Leto and Jesse Eisenberg showed up, and it was like being punched in the face. Um, okay, but you also got Martian Manhunter, which was sick. I I, ha- I don't really care about Martian man on her. I don't really have Damn. any frame of reference for him. He just kind of showed up as a CGI guy. He, and was he's like, I'm Martian now.
1: Who, who hunts men. Who, man. Were you, yeah. you in the
0: age
3: bracket for like the Justice League cartoon when it I originally came watch, out? No, I didn't watch, no, I didn't
0: watch any of the cartoons, unfortunately. I was of the age, though. I, yeah. I don't think, I watched Batman the
1: Animated Series and a bit of the Superman series. But I don't think I ever saw... like A lot of that stuff kind of came out around the time we lost a lot of channels. And- due
3: to
0: 9-11. Uh, due to and 9-11 took a lot from us. That's no, the, due, one yeah, of the, yeah, Again, the main thesis of the show is 9-11 ruined superhero movies. But it also just ruined a bunch of other cool shit, too. So, uh,
1: I guess we've got... So, we we watched both versions of Justice League. And we decided... Uh, to to do one episode, kind of comparing and contrasting both, we we didn't really think a Whedon Justice League episode would stand on its own
0: because it would uh, be mean. just screaming
1: and making terrible. death threats.
3: Yeah, it, yeah, it's a bad, bad movie. It,
1: it's really like they really fucked that that movie which is, up, which is
3: crazy um, because the Snyder Cut is in that movie. Like the there are everything that is in the Whedon cut with like a few exceptions is in the Snyder cut. It's just.
0: Well, oh, there's done some I, I, scenes I that were
1: reshot shot
0: I wouldn't. There aren't. I, I would dispute th- th- like. Uh, fir- first off, if it wasn't abundantly clear from the thing, I'm very, very sure Miguel is going to have to censor. Um, this is the worst fucking movie at least for real, one of the worst fucking movies I have ever fucking seen in my life. Um, Just on the outset, I, I had the, the, before we even touched the like production nightmare, that was the weeded, the Whedon cut of this movie. um, I had been under the presumption that it had been a mutual, like Zack Snyder, handing it off to Joss Whedon sort of thing. And I did my research this time around and uh, that was very much not the case. And um, sort of the, the the circumstances we'll get into as to why Snyder ultimately left uh, the original production of the movie. Um, just learning about it made me sick to my stomach. It's like one of the most evil fucking things I think a studio has ever done. Like, Unsurprisingly, Warner Brothers is just like, consistently done these sort of things to like directors but in this case uh it just personally like made me sick to my stomach so going into this movie i already did not have a favorable opinion of it and then i watched it 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 was it doesn't technically qualify as a movie everything in there is like designed to anger me at the by the end of uh, our watching of it, I like I think I scared both of you with how angry I was. We uh,
1: we did we did record our reactions to the uh, the theatrical cut of Justice League. Um, you, if you can hear like it to, yourself. If you'd like to hear us all be be drained of our life force uh, over the course of uh exactly uh one hour and 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, uh patrons can. Uh, do so. Uh, First, I I, I think we should attempt, uh, I'll try and attempt uh, a more or less concise summary of the plot of uh, the film's uh, parentheses S. uh, The plot, I mean, the plot is basically the same. It's just the theatrical cuts missing a ton of stuff and moves a bunch of stuff around. Um, And then we can go from there. So, We've got Batman, and he uh, feels guilty about the death of Superman, and he he perceives a, a a ominous alien threat looming on the horizon, and he is putting together a team. Uh, this team consists of Aquaman, the aquatic man. Uh, he doesn't want to get involved because he's just kind of a, a cynic, and um, well, his his motives, like most of the characters, are kind of unclear in the theatrical cut. But in, in the, uh, in the full version, he's, he's, he's kind of just like a cynic. Doesn't really trust. He's not a joiner. Uh,
3: yeah. Cause he's, he's been burned by his people, you know? Yeah.
1: By the politics of, of, of Atlantis. Atlantis and such things. Uh, there's wonder woman who is, uh, she's in, she, she's all in on joining the, the nascent justice league. Um, be because she's learned to care about humans after falling in love with a guy who died uh, very stupidly a hundred years ago. Um, but also in the eighties.
2: Well, and well, also in the eighties, yeah, which
1: which, ha- which we haven't watched yet. Uh, and then there's the Flash. Is kind Ezra of an Miller, everybody. Dork.
3: I. You know what? Finally. Actually, I'm disagreeing. I. Ezra Miller belongs in prison, but the performance that he gives in this movie, like. I get why they gave him an Oscar. He, he, he fitch the fitch Ezra the Miller was not nominated for an Oscar. Fine, but which was just he, kind of a uh this, the like, scene, the scene
0: the scene of what are you talking about?
3: Him, no, he, he has he has an Oscar for this, or they have an Oscar for the scene because
0: there was oh, was it fake, no? That fucking that, fake that ass fake category MCU did not Oscar.
3: count. It, count, does it does counts. It counts. It counts because they gave it. They made it to give it to the MCU,
1: and Snyder won.
0: Uh... I know, but all right, like, it, I, still, it wouldn't still have been real. All right. But anyway, uh, just... we'll
1: get we'll get to that when we finish the summary. Um, and then we've got uh, and then we've got uh, cyborg. Uh, also great, v-
3: great, great, right? That's...
0: Great in the the yes. Snyder cut. Done so fucking dirty. They, yeah, the they cut, cut almost awful. everything about
1: him. Uh, he's the
0: heart of the movie. And screw with what's
1: left, pretty bad. Yeah, because he's probably the, yeah the strongest every every uh, every one of these characters more or less um maybe in the case of Wonder Woman less but with Gal Gadot that's for the best uh gets it's like, like an gets an arc and gets like a whole thing like it's like 2 hours in the full version before our justice league is yeah. actually like properly assembled i um, i
2: liked
3: her and i liked gal gadot in this movie
1: just because every time they go back to the
3: amazons it is the most like final fantasy fucking xbox 360 cutscene ass shit it, oh it, yeah really, it really
1: it really looks like um it, it's kind of actually the for so I, I mostly like the way this movie looks aside from some occasionally dodgy effects but everything that happens on the amazon island uh what's what's it called again something famous uh, gear thank you um looks a little bit like it's called co- it's got that sepia color grading from 300
3: yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. Um, and in the movie they they kept the sepia color grading they just uh they 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 fucked with the armor to make it look red so that you remember that these are the wonder woman people and that that change in a nutshell is why that the wheaton cut fucking sucks because it is taking something that is already about as unsubtle as a nuclear bomb and making it like even more dumbed down for audiences like Sn- yeah, Snyder sh- Snyder's not a subtle guy but he does treat you like a human being which,
1: which we will get to when I conclude yeah. my concise plot sorry
3: summary.
1: sorry my my increasingly not concise plot summary oh, sorry so,
3: i'm actually um, one half uh, uh one quarter Indian on
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you mean? so so um uh, cyborg Victor Stone, his, his dad is, a a, a scientist working on the, the, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? We'll get to that.
2: Joe
0: um, Morton.
1: Thank you. Joe Morton. Uh, working a on speckle. the crashed Kryptonian spaceship who, uh, uses alien, Star Labs. alien technology to, uh, to fix his, uh, genius. Star quarterback son who who loses half his body in a in a car accident. Some real kind of it's a cool shot of him all yeah. kind of robo copy hanging from a Yeah,
0: slab. we liked that that brief flash to it and, in uh Batman v Superman.
1: And uh he uh you know, he first, he's kind of like, and he's kind of going through sort of like a Frankenstein's monster kind of dilemma about who and what he is and his relationship to his father. Uh, uh, the Frankenstein stuff in this movie is so good. And, uh, the flash is, um, kind of a, I guess a little bit of a great power, great responsibility sort of thing. His his yeah. dad's in jail for murdering his mom, which he didn't do. And, uh, he's kind of like the Gee whiz. I want to hang with Batman. And, uh, deal and they're all come together. They all find conclusion in their arcs and they all go out in pursuit of the mother boxes, which are three uh, magic space cubes from the dawn of time that uh, when brought together will annihilate the earth um, and Steppenwolf, and- the, the servant of dark side, the kind of space Satan, um, Sauron of of this universe,
2: who is who is uh, uh, a million
1: billion worlds
3: temporarily disgraced due to mean girl office politics.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Steppenwolf is. Yeah, Yeah. so he's he's trying to get back in Darkseid's good graces by conquering Earth, finding the Mother Boxes, and finding more importantly uh, the Anti Life Equation, which which Darkseid is seeking.
3: I soy faced um. and clapped when I remembered that they <laughs> that they just know like Snyder. It's 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 like a foot long. It's like a foot long and like it it <laughs> hangs, you know. Because yeah, he, so, um, he fucking went for it, man. He was so, like we're yeah. putting the anti life equation in over, here
1: over the course of four hours. We develop our uh, in the in the in the full cut. We develop our characters. Uh, we we battle for and find the mother boxes, uh, and in a in a desperate attempt to defeat Steppenwolf, who they can't seem to best in a fight, uh, they take the one that they still have that um, Cyborg's dad used to make him Cyborg, and uh, they they all kind of combine their powers to activate it and resurrect Superman, who's you know dead from the last movie. Um, yeah, which is uh, the reason
3: why Steppenwolf came to Earth because I guess. Uh, Kryptonians' cocks are so huge that, like, the dark side aliens are. <laughs>
1: genuinely yeah, the, the mother the, the mother yeah, box is
3: unleash
0: the, the death of the big dick energy. Yeah, protecting the, so
1: Cyborg's dad activated one of the mother boxes, but they didn't like do their. Uh, reach out to Sauron thing until Superman died. The movie opens on Superman's death scream kind which of is radiating a, the, out
0: the, across the planet. Snyder cut, the, first, uh, the Snyder Cut, for me. The Snyder Cut does. The, 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 the Weedon Cut opens um, with a well, very disconcerting we'll video of, <laughs> of Henry yeah, Cavill and his gross upper lip.
1: I finish my
0: yeah, <laughs> I know, extremely know, not but... concise
1: plot summary. <laughs> um,
3: the first frame is also a reference to Borbid's Excalibur, <laughs> which is fucking sick. <laughs> Okay, you can go now. Anyway, I had they, to get that out. I'm they sorry.
1: bring back Superman. He he kind of has a, he, he sort of flips out because he he doesn't know who he is and beats them yeah. all in the fight. Then he's Lois Lane arrives attack. and like reactivates his brain and they, they fly to his farmhouse, have a nice little moment. Uh, the rest of the Justice League goes to fight Steppenwolf at the lair he's created and not Chernobyl. Uh, Superman arrives at the last minute. To, to to turn the tide, everybody combines their powers together to to get cyborg into the combined mother boxes and decombine them uh, before they work. they end the world. And um, at least in the Snyder cut, it doesn't work.
0: And yes, in the Snyder cut, it doesn't work, and uh, Flash has to go oh, supersonic right, yeah. speed that's,
3: in order that's to get yeah. so fucking cool, man. He, that yeah, was so he cool. actually
1: uh, yeah, Flash gets. Got by a stray uh, alien I, space laser, and I cried at that scene. Um, does his flash thing, or he goes back in time to to, uh, uh, to 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 make it work, and then uh, Steppenwolf gets like
0: beheaded by Wonder, Wonder Woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he he gets punched through the air. Uh, he gets impaled by Aquaman, punched through the air by Superman, and beheaded by Wonder Woman before his remains fly through the portal to land at Darkseid's feet. Which, which yeah, is that did still rock. fucking rock. over the top that Aquaman wrapped although around to be pretty sick.
2: The,
0: the spider Cut, um, I I will say, does not deserve an R rating for that. Like there's, it's, there's it's such got a some like, kind of it's like, a fair, like e- it,
1: edited in gore that. And like a, a, a couple fucks, that just barely more, put it over the line into an R rating. Yeah.
0: Um, it shouldn't even be. It's like in between, like like it's it, you, that used to be what like regular PG thirteen yeah. used and to then, be. And yeah, then there's, yeah, like, anyway. there's get, like blood
3: spurts uh, in the movie and, at the Amazon fight, but you and don't then notice. We, them. Yeah,
1: and then we get like three epilogues where first we kind of get a little denouement where everybody goes off to be superheroes. Then uh, we get Batman having uh, one of those like soap opera bad dreams. Where uh, Lois Lane dies, and it's the apocalyptic future they teased in Batman v Superman, where Superman turned evil and works for Mm -hmm. Dark Side, and it's like Batman and the Joker, and um, was that guy Deathstroke? Oh, the other epilogue where uh, where, uh, Lex Luthor and a guy who is apparently Deathstroke, who's who's like a yeah one of those like eye patch ninja machine gun guys. Yeah, he um, was the
3: OG. Yes, yeah, Snyder uh, brought him he's back.
1: Like, I'm putting together the Injustice League. And and then we get Batman's Apocalyptic Dream, where him and the Joker have a little face off with just like a kinda of handful of stray characters from the last couple movies who've apparently survived. and talk about how they're going to do time travel to fix the apocalyptic future. And then we get another epilogue where a Martian Manhunter shows up at Batman's um, vacation house and is like, I'm Martian Manhunter. I will see you in the next movie that won't come out. Um,
0: Originally
3: that was supposed to be. uh, Yeah. Green Lantern. Lantern. There's There's an emerald
0: cut, which I learned the other uh, day. They're, there's a there's a fucking other one of these things floating around. They How wanted mean?
3: to do uh, yeah. They wanted to do Green Lantern, and WB was like, "No, we're doing that HBO series that now no longer exists uh, to to launch Green Lantern." Yeah, th-
1: there are lanterns in the um. We yes, we get the, one of those. We get one of those Lord of the Rings flashbacks yeah. to the original great battle from ten thousand years ago, where the Amazons and the Atlanteans <laughs> and the the Greek gods and the Green Lantern and the Lantern Corps. All teamed up to fight uh, Darkseid's first attempt to conquer Earth. It's
3: so funny in the in the Whedon cut. It's like it's like five minutes long, and then in the Snyder cut, it's like a thirty minute long extended battle sequence. It's fucking sick.
0: But but in both in both versions, they decide Zach Snyder decided to give the exposition dialogue to Gal Gadot.
3: <laughs> I, I genuinely forgot that she even had lines. In yeah. the,
0: the um so the Whedon cut
1: has. All the same basic plot elements, but they're all rendered incomprehensible because the movie has been, aside from all the bad reshoots, been cut to shit to hat, literally come in at exactly two, two hours.
0: Hat um, two pieces, like and it, maybe. And it, and it
1: and it's the the character motivations all become almost incomprehensible. Uh, The plot you can barely follow and the pacing is just like, like there's no rising or falling action. It's just, but your, your eyes just glaze over the whole time and you, you don't understand what's happening or why. Um.
3: There's a great moment. (laughs) Uh, If you watch our Patreon, uh, our Patreon uh, commentary where I'm trying to explain to Nicole and Stu, like what's supposed to be happening in this movie. And then Uh, This did not, I did not need to, I mean, we didn't watch the the Snyder cut together, but I assume you guys did not need a Cole exposition. No. Yeah.
1: No, no, I, I perfectly understood the, 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 the the, the full version. And I mean, like it's, it's four hours long. um, Yeah,
3: it would be, it would be very hard to
1: uh misunderstand
3: anything at yeah. four hours long and
1: it's it's hard for me like i give you part of me wants to say that like this type of movie doesn't need to be four hours long but like it does everybody gets something to do you it's know so like, they're, like yeah. they're kind I'll of just working minutes, a flash movie and a, and a cyborg movie into a justice league movie and i mean like i had a lot of problems with with Batman v Superman, um, even though I liked the director's cut of that a lot more than the theatrical cut, I, I was still like, I didn't really like the movie overall.
0: Oh, no, the director's cut is unquestionably um, better. Because
1: it was trying to be too many movies at once. This movie is also trying to be too many movies at once, but it manages to be all those movies more or less effectively.
3: And you know um, because you know you it is four hours. that?
0: Because it is four well, one, hours. Because
3: it's four hours. But yeah. the film is structured like a comic book. It has...
0: It has parts.
3: It's It divided. has parts. It has, yeah, it has parts. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: I mean, it is. It's, it's like reading it like, like a six-issue volume, like uh, graphic yeah. novel published volume sort of deal.
3: It really reminded um, me of reading 80s DC comics, because 80s DC comics, especially like Marv Wolfman ones, they love to have like eight different epilogues all setting up like the next issue. They like half the book would be ending stingers in fucking Teen Titans. You'd be getting like six, seven epilogues. And this movie has that, but it also has just, it's it's perfectly structured around these parts. They have little like, episode titles which little i love title cards yeah, yeah. And, and
1: that at least that gives you like if you're watching at home which i mean this did come out on streaming ultimately you can it gives you a point to pause the. it gives you a natural point to pause the movie and take a piss and grab a snack or exactly. whatever you yeah. can do i like that um
3: yeah and each each little each little part each little title serves as like that part's thesis
1: you know they have uh they're all they're all quotes from the upcoming they are um, yeah uh part too um it's, I think with, with this, with the Snyder cut, um, you, we finally find the marriage of, uh, like we, we find Zack Snyder meeting the right material for his sensibility and style.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. this um, is as far as Cape shit stuff, the best thing he's ever done. Where,
1: whereas Batman the v Superman and man of steel have all of that David Goyer, Christopher Nolan, like sued bullshit yeah. weighing them down, which like it, it worked for the dark knight once and then it didn't work for anything else after. No. Um and this this movie had a totally different writer um
0: well it's Chris Terrio again Chris Terrio. Did Argo um, with with contributions by Joss Whedon. and we'll get to that.
1: And yeah. Um, I think
0: is that just
3: for the is that just for the Snyder? Because yeah, just for the Snyder, just uh, for the
0: Snyder. No, I mean the Whedon cut. It's I, funny, I, I because Whedon, I his name isn't Netflix, anywhere
1: in the credits for the Whedon cut. It's um, not. No, yeah, he, he,
0: Alan Smithy, that
1: shit.
0: The Whedon cut might as well have been directed by Alan Smithy, as I uh, said in the commentary track. Yeah, I guess to, he did. he, oh, he does have Kleks a writing
1: credit sure. on, uh, on Batman v Superman, cut? but so oh. does David no, Goyer.
0: Uh, at least not on the Wikipedia page, but whatever. Oh, on IMDb,
1: uh, Batman v Superman is David Goyer and Chris Terrio. Um, and I say, yeah, yeah, removing David Goyer from the equation and his yeah, irritating, the movie is like ten contrivances, yeah, really helps this movie too. <laughs>
0: but, it really does, yeah. As we know, the Whedon cut adding Joss Whedon to it is like, what if we had David S. Goyer, but like. He was actually a terrible person.
3: Chris Terrio did Rise of Skywalker immediately before. Oh, no. Dude, talk about talk about fucking like just like. Crash and burn. Crash and fucking burn, dude. Cause Academy
0: he wrote, award-winning writer. Writer,
1: also credited writers, J.J. Uh, J. Abrams and Derek, I don't know who Derek Connolly is, but uh, I feel, I don't know, J.J. J. Abrams. Yeah, was a hack.
2: And I can't stand
1: <laughs> him. Um, yeah, no, dude.
3: This this movie is the most Snyder, and it's also the best these movies get. Like...
1: Oh, easily, like like oh, Batman v. E- Soup. Like this is like 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 Man of Steel. We found things. At least it was like there was things you could talk about. About it, it was like aiming for stuff, but it didn't work yeah. at all for me. Batman v I Superman agree. mostly didn't work for me, but like I could see glimmers of a good movie if you like filtered a bunch of shit out. Yeah, I this think the is, director's is like
3: cut is like an okay. Like I wouldn't turn the director's
1: on it cut's okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like it, it, I didn't tune out the way I did the theatrical cut exactly. Of that. But it had a ton of problems. I still uh, think
0: Jesse Eisenberg should be tried and hanged. But um, I
3: uh, the the no.
1: Snyder cut of Justice League is like it's. It's all the like glimmers of the good movie that I saw in Batman v Superman, uh, in the ultimate cut.
3: It it's was crazy. Like, it's it's insane. Like I, I and literally they, they
1: just had to finally step away from the Nolan Goyer sued bullshit and just kind of make a straight ahead epic comic book
2: yeah.
1: story.
3: I, before I saw the Snyder cut, I was I was a Nicole type person. I was like, fuck, fuck Zack Snyder. You know, you know, all his movies are like dude bro shit. And then I watched this and I was okay. uh, like the dude he did I, I mean I, 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 that was me. That was me. That wasn't you. Okay. That was that was me. No, mm-hmm. yeah. That was but I was I was more on <laughs> Nicole's side than than where I'm at now, you know. I was not I didn't like Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel, but I'd only seen the theatrical cut of Batman versus Superman. I now like it a little bit more, even if I think that it's it's pales in comparison to the the Snyder cut. Like when this came out, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, it's the pandemic. I don't have anything really to do. I can watch a four hour movie. Uh, by the other, by the time the fucking credits rolled, I was like weeping like a baby. I was, I was like, I guess I was wrong.
0: Can I, let me, let me piggyback off of that. Just um, cause uh, again, this is like, like the Snyder. Okay. The Snyder cut to the weed and theatrical release is like the ultimate, like relative to each other, like atomic bomb versus coughing baby I've yeah. ever seen. Like it's, it's no, it, it's absolutely no question. Um And again, for, for me, having like learned about the circumstances regarding Autumn Snyder, um, which I, I'll, I'll quote a, uh, I'll probably be quoting uh, the Vanity Fair article that covered uh, sort of the, the, what went down behind the scenes, particularly from Snyder's point of view. Um, I I just felt a lot of empathy for him. And um, like, I, I think like, this is very, very clearly, like in the Snyder cut, I mean, a very personal film to him because the things the things that mostly resonated with me that really elevated it beyond what we've seen of Zack Snyder means to having like uh criticized him pretty thoroughly in the past like Man of Steel being like loud and dour and you know Batman v Superman being like silly and weird and not really all together there but not terrible um like there's such a heart in especially like cyborg and even uh like this is the first time i've ever cared about uh snyder's rendition of superman um like this is particularly like lois lane like god amy adams finally get getting to like flex her acting muscles in the snyder cut and whereas in the god-awful abortion of a movie that is the whedon cut they just Put her, put her, and Diane Lane in a fucking cubicle break room scene. Then have a guy do a microaggression at her because this is this is Joss Whedon. uh, There's so any, anyways, but like what Joss Whedon ultimately did to Snyder's cut of uh, or original vision of this movie is he hacked the heart. He cut the heart out of it. Like, he cut the beating heart out of it. And I think the beating heart of this movie, for me, like, what ultimately really resonated with me was Cyborg's story. Like, you know, not that I think this movie should be edited down any further than, like, trimming off the last 15 minutes because I genuinely did not like the last 15 minutes at all. Um, But, like, there is an incredible, like, outstanding Cyborg movie, like, in this Justice League movie. Like, I think that is the... Like because I I can't help but read it in the context of Zack Snyder's own loss. Like there's a lot of stuff about the the relationship between like a parent and a child and the loss of a parent or a loss of a child. And it's it you know parent it, 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 it stuff lends is, it such a is the defining
1: theme of all the main characters. I think on some level or another. Because
0: Just- and and this is the first time it felt like it had real like and I. Like this is the first time it's really felt like it carried like the emotional weight to sustain even the 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 Snyderisms I don't really like, like 3D objects being thrown at the camera or whatnot. They they
1: moved from the, the Nolan Goyer thing, um, which was like archetypes and 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 mythic iconography and like doing these like again contrived moral stress tests on these characters, which just like i said they made it like they 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 kind of lucked out with the dark knight but they couldn't repeat that formula yeah. and it got annoying and and the, the the stories were just trying uh when they try, when they tried to do it trying in the sense of like being annoying i mean um and here by abandoning that and just doing character work you get like a satisfying Big blockbuster where you're invested in the characters and yeah, like the re- the recurring theme. Uh, Aquaman is dealing with with his mother's legacy and all the Atlantis stuff, and it's kind of Pittman? obligations to the world. Yeah.
0: Um, Ar- Arthur uh, Chu, I keep calling him Arthur Chu in my head. <laughs> he's, he's dealing with his ant infestation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Five bucks. Five bucks. Oh, don't feel confident in sports. Cy-
1: Cyborg's uh, dealing with uh, the, the his his strained relationship with his father who, who was like absent for so much of his life and then turned him into this machine guy trying to save him and the death of his mother. Um, you know, obviously Batman's whole deal is his dead parents. And then he's dealing with his, his guilt over.
0: Ben Affleck um, also just really wants his Dunkin' Donuts. Best part of my days when I'm at Dunkin'. You think that's sad? Yes, very.
1: The death of, over the death of Superman. Um, uh, Wonder Woman's kind of just got her dead boyfriend, but you know her she, whole her she, thing uh, is in part being the the daughter of. Ares.
3: I mean, she's got the island.
2: Yeah, she's yeah, well, the I, and, and her her her, her family Spider-Man. back
1: on Themyscira. But it's just kind of the least developed of anybody's things. Flash is, again, Flash's dad is in jail for the murder of his mother he didn't commit, and there's multiple scenes he's visiting them, telling him about how he's going to get into criminal law and do this and that, and his dad's just like, just give up on me, move on with your life. There is there is some like really on the nose um, in both cuts the, where he's like, it's like you're running in place and going in circles.
0: <laughs> it's like, first, I get it. He like, runs early, early in the <laughs> movie. Like, I feel like by <laughs> the end, by the end, like by it's, the it's second It's not bad. Half, it was like, just burned. like
1: really screenwritery.
2: Um, but
0: I mean, yeah. the, I mean, like, especially the stuff with like, uh, another thing just about the difference between these two fucking cuts is like, you know, when they brought, you can, one of the big, the other, besides the big, uh, built million, $10 million invested, uh, uh, other reason, uh, the Whedon cut that exists is, uh, like they clearly in the Whedon cut just force a lot of like eighty ADR, yard like joke one-liners onto the flash. Like there's, um, I'm thinking there's like in the Whedon cut, like when they when they've brought like Superman back and they're at like the dissembled like uh, statue, like there's a like a back shot and you hear Ezra Miller go like, should we show our bellies or? And yeah, none the, of that shit is in the, the Snyder cut. There's a
1: lot of really terrible Marvel soy dialogue, for lack of a better term, in there, and the the actual finished movie has. Uh, some of that stuff, but it's, it's integrated a lot better. It's like generally like most of the like stuff you'd call soy, they relegate to the flash. Who is like that guy who who is like the designated guy who is that guy. And then everybody else's like one liners or, or jokes feel more or less in character and, and sort of appropriately motivated as, yeah you know, I mean like one-liners and quips are nothing new to this kind of movie. That's like what people loved about something like Die Hard, right?
3: <laughs> or Spider-Man, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, it was just, we liked them when they were they contextually and well. character appropriate and funny and not. Cause the way the MCU movies do it. And the, that's why you get the result in the wind cut in this is you just, you have like, you hire just like guys from Twitter or sitcom writers or Dan Harmon or whoever, and they come in, they sit down, they look at the script you've got, and they just cram joke lines in so like many jokes. twice a page or whatever. And it doesn't matter which character or what the context is. They're hired to just jam them in there to hit that like blended, put it yeah. in a blender, homogenous light tone that Marvel movies generally aim for. Um whereas and this is a here. You know,
2: it yeah, just it doesn't doesn't
1: unlike be- Thor Ragnarok, which we just talked about a bit ago, P- this movie just P- has you. an actual screenplay written by <laughs> yeah. a writer. You know, maybe not the greatest writer, well, but a competent, capable screenwriter who is not in this case shackled to either David S. Goyer or JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
2: I, mean, I, spe- I mean, speaking
0: of which, also the the other like the main visual difference of this movie is Snyder's shot. I think he shot it in four by three. It looks like I'm sure
3: if that was like, it, a. actually it's an even stupider reason than that. Okay. It go is, off. It is. He shot it in the, in four by three vertical format because he wanted the superheroes to look big on the screen, to look like they're towering over the audience because he wants you to be looking up physically at them.
0: Okay. Sound sound reasoning. I I. It's it's which also makes it. I, it's in adorable dumb guy logic, but yeah, sure. it's, it's dumb it, guy it's logic. It's more of a comic
3: also, book
1: panel type
3: yeah, framing. It, it looks more like a comic. It really does.
0: Oh, I, I don't. Well, unquestionably, the the Snyder cut looks a million times better. Like we even say on the commentary track while we're watching the, Weeding cut, like how cramped it felt because they had to do like a pan and scan. It is it's pan
1: and scan in reverse converting a four, three ratio into a, a, a wide screen by just so popping like the there's tops, shots that just so feel like unnecessarily
0: like tight. And the other thing is like, like the underwear. color saturation, like, and this is coming from me, Mrs. Like, give me more color in these fucking movies. The color grading on the weed and cut Garish. is,
1: so garish it's like a unicorn threw up on the negative it's fucking that's no that's
0: that's no that sounds cool it's it's like like i said it looks like a bad like if you told like a a five-year-old to color like to recolor the 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 the, like original like camera footage it 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 looks like a shitty
1: instagram filter
0: yeah, like literally, it, like oh, you just yes.
1: took the movie and just turned the saturation knob up to a hundred percent, and it, it's just—it looks it, awful. It, that just that and a lot of the, all the reshoots for the uh, uh, theatrical cut are just really bad and done on the cheap. And I mean, not that this movie lacks for green screen and CGI, but like really, like. Well, again, it looks like it a Marvel movie because it's just the so actors are in, in the same space cut, yeah. together because they're trying to get them after the fact, and they don't have the locations. Like the the fight when Superman first comes back to life, and he like doesn't know who he is or what's going on, and he just starts kicking. Um... Oh, also, in in the theatrical the cyborg, cut, yeah, um, Cyborg's like suit, his body like goes rogue and starts trying to shoot Superman. And set
0: up for that in the cider cut. There's no. Yeah, in the theatrical cut, careful. there's no
1: explanation for that. It's just like, his suit just decided it needs to fight Superman. What? In the this, theatrical cut, you learn, racist. oh, it's yeah. it was built by the mother box, and so it's yeah. operating on the same, like, it's connected. Like, it's still kind of fluffy logic, but yeah, there's, like, the, the, something. The theatrical theatrical cut yeah, the mother cut box is afraid
3: of Superman, so the guy made out of the mother box would be afraid of Superman. Yeah. Yeah, because the, it's the theatrical, theatrical
0: cut but, cuts the a lot of the setup for a lot of the payoff. So you're just seeing the payoff without yeah. context. It never explains
3: why cyborg wants to kill that man.
0: Yeah. Or anything. I mean, it doesn't, it
1: doesn't explain why his technology can interface with the mother box stuff at all. Um, no, so because it never explains that he's made drift out of it. Um, it never, uh, it never really explains any of the stuff with why these things are suddenly active now. And Steppenwolf is showing up. um, it never gives Steppenwolf a motivation. It it doesn't give anybody a motivation, really. It's just like, you know, Cyborg says, no, I'm not joining the Justice League. And then he says, yes, I'm joining the Justice League. Same with Aquaman. Um,
3: Which, and we love, to, we love to use the word, uh, speaking of Steppenwolf and Cyborg, we love to use the word Grebold. And it's, it's I'm right there with heart. you. Sometime, sometimes stuff is too busy. I really liked Steppenwolf. I really liked you're, you're Steppenwolf like Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is nine.
1: really grebly, but it's it's consistent. It's,
2: it's exactly, one, has cool like that's what one that's what all the, what his all his
3: the apocalypse stuff looks like. Is it's like this weird, incoherent, like nanotech Griebel stuff. Compared to the humans, with the exception of Cyborg, who was made out of that technology, everyone else looks kind of normal. You know, the Flash yeah. suit doesn't look like cyborg because it doesn't make any sense you know
1: yeah but there's like clear like i said it's 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 not so much that detail is bad it's just kind of like where you put it and whether you get like a clear kind of overall sense or whether it things just sort of blur together and i mean i don't know if i love steppenwolf's design in the in the uh snyder cut but
0: it's, it's undeniable. It has better. some
1: actual distinction. It doesn't feel like it just blends into everything around it. And, like your eyes slide off of it because you can't.
0: No, if like, anything, it looks. It's, the like oh, it's, it's got it's all the little.
1: The it's like got all these. It's like this armor made of all these tiny little blades that are just kind of like ticking and moving around. But they're all they're all kind of uniform and so create a pattern. Exactly. Um, what
3: I love about it is that it's it's you can tell that the the film was shot for this look because all when he's like in the room with the. The the uh the Amazons like all their armor is like reflecting off his and vice versa. There's so
2: much. Yeah, there's
0: craft in there. Good. I love the lighting in this film. I there's really so, do. I love... it, it this is, is the it's, best it's a, looking. It's well as Snyder, in... But the Snyder cut, of course, like and I've like I've constantly had a problem with the way his movies look visually. And even though he still maintains the desaturated. Look, it's there's just enough. Well, it's like I can. It, this is the best looking with, Snyder with movie the best I've ever
1: Scenes in the alt in the director's cut of Batman yeah. and Superman too. It's like we're we're past that kind of like we again the the your eyes slide off at color grading to something that's more contrasty. So it's oh, it's desaturated,
3: yeah. but it's dude it's, when this it's movie contrasty. busts out of primary and kind sharp
1: highlights and dark shadows and it creates a dynamic image Dude, whereas man when of this, steel was like like so like wet concrete and it lacked yeah, that dynamism
3: when this movie busts out a primary color you stand up at attention at the Snyder
1: cut the red, there it, is, like, there, yellows, it's not yellows, devoid it, of color and when it, it does hops. like like cyborgs red and blue cyborgs glowy, red and blue bluey shit really stands when it, out when the
3: parademons that. are fighting the Amazons and the whole scene is just lit by the red of the beams. At The end when the skies are all red, and they're like, Oh, the soy I, is strong with this one. When this the is- when the fuck it, when the, just just that it, it's such a comic book thing, it's specifically a DC Comics thing because, um, in a lot of their crises, they'll have uh. They'll have red skies to show that like, oh, this is like intense, you know, it's, 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 well, it's, I guess it's a
1: callback to the thing is, is the thing I kind of attenuated to with the other movies is that uh, a lot of like certain kinds of comic book guy really gravitated to Snyder's stuff because they recognized like he liked the stuff they did and interpreted it the way they did. Yeah, And I think, again, with this movie, you have the marriage of particular story and particular version of material that matches Snyder and his style and where he's coming from. So he had actually, like like you said, like this captures across it's the so board, good. more or less the energy of the Bronze Age DC stuff.
3: It's, yeah, it, it's weird. This movie is like the best like Grant Morrison adaptation that isn't a Grant Morrison adaptation because they're both doing that kind of like superheroes as myth and like transcending you know human limits like like I, I love I love they they give Batman like in, in the in the Whedon cut Batman like basically is a non-entity he doesn't do anything everyone's and, a
1: non-entity in the Whedon cut Nobody yeah either. but
3: specifically <laughs> Batman like he doesn't he doesn't ever really get an action scene and what I love in the Snyder cut is you have to see him like he, he kills guys but every time he does it's like an
1: ordeal it is
3: it yeah, is a, he's, he, you see, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, just driving around He's like a little in climax. And those he's like furses. in a
1: little over his head compared to everybody else.
3: Exactly.
2: It is and kind of a,
1: a corny self-aware type line, but it, it worked for me in this case where uh, the Flash asks him as they're getting into his fucking fancy um, uh, car. He's uh, not the Batmobile, just like his, one of his awesome Bruce Wayne cars. That car like, is actually so what also, is your superpower? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm rich. <laughs>
3: That car yeah. is also in, um, it's the same model of car that uh, they steal in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is really funny to me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They're both um, that uh, that
3: Audi concept
0: car. Can I, well, I, yeah. I say, and I know P- certain people, certain fans will not like me saying this, despite the fact that Ben Affleck is my people. I, I don't buy him as Batman.
1: what so my old man would have called a Wonder Bread wop, you know? Heats he his Sunday gravy out of a jar.
0: Maybe it's maybe it's just because I'm like constantly looking at him, and I'm just like that guy just wants to go pick up his Dunkin' Do- Donuts order so bad. But that's what
3: I like about his Batman though is he seems like he just does he doesn't want to fucking be here, dude.
0: I'm not
1: even
2: supposed to be here today. Oh
1: fuck you. Well, he's 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 this is what one of actually the most interesting. And unfortunately, kind of like because I think again, I, don't, I think ultimately Batman v Superman doesn't work, but it's one of the most interesting choices they made was to go middle aged Batman. He's he's getting old. He he's he's getting in you know again like with all this space stuff. He's like a little in over his head. He he like is struggling to keep up with every with all the super powered characters, and he he's middle aged and he's getting burned out. and I, I mean, love, I love the, the scene where he's end. trying
3: to take out the little, like dark side pill box at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he fucking, he has to work to kill like two guys. It's really funny. That, yeah, that, that, that Wonder Woman in Aquaman and everybody just, just tear through. Um, they are just, they are demolishing this. But this that's also what makes him in, in narratively and in the action scenes that what makes him compelling is he's exactly at the ragged edge of his ability. Uh, yeah. Trying he to is, keep up with all the action. You um, really feel that he is doing the
3: best, a normal ass human being could do in this scenario. And he, I mean, he did his part. He got them all together. You know, he, yeah, he busted his, uh, I love in the, in the intro, uh, too when we first meet Aquaman, it's like he's getting the shit beat out of him by that blizzard. He's getting, he's yeah, he's he's the, the he's walking over a mountain to, to yeah. they spend a lot of time,
0: Aquaman. a lot of that runtime. The, the, and then
1: all the, the villagers are, are
3: roasting the shit out of him. Yeah,
0: them. yeah. But, well, and well, then well, he like, just
1: gives them a lot of cash to, him to, his donkey. to like, let me let me talk to Aquaman. You're yeah. your poor villagers. Here's just five million dollars out of my pocket. Um, Please let
0: me let me speak with the South Asian. Uh, the clearly South Asian man in your Icelandic village, uh, f- and they all start seeing a Bjork. The needle song. drops in
3: this
1: movie were so sick. Oh yeah, I kind of like the movie because it it just yeah yeah because Aquaman is just like shows up every year to to bring fish to this starving village impoverished Yeah, he's village.
3: like a he's like a myth. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he just hangs out there with them uh cuz he just he kind of you know doesn't want to be at the center of anybody's attention.
3: Yeah, they give and him as a he, solo and he
1: swims back out to sea like I, the there's got... like this one woman who's clearly in love with him yeah. and they all just kind of like sing a song for him as he goes. It's just like nice little self-contained moment that a yeah, lot of movies wouldn't bother with not, now cuz it's they not cut punctuated everything by a joke to the bone
3: exactly
1: to deliver pl- maximal plot it's just a little moment for the character and for that corner of the world which in in a movie that's kind of which i like in fantasy movies a lot when you just have these moments that just add texture to the world
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and this is pretty fantasy adjacent so it works yeah of, um i love
3: i love he gets a solo a little solo action scene that's like Moby Dick, like he's like saving those like whalers from the... Oh, yeah. yeah that was sick.
0: <laughs> um, Okay,
3: go, go now, Nicole.
0: Because like, he's also... His character, like... I, not that we spend like, compared to like the other characters, as much backstory time with him in the Snyder cut, um, but he also is kind of like an absolute... He's pretty much an absolute nothing in the, the Weedle so cut. So bad. Just kind of his character is incoherent it's like, it's in the, the drunk, Weedon
1: cut because he goes back and forth guy. between being like too much of a caricature of like epic party guy, and then being like this cynic who just for seemingly no reason in that cut is just like we shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be here, and it's like I remember watching Thatchka going like, "What's the fuck's the deal with Aquaman?"
0: <laughs> and and the other thing that obviously the Snyder cut has over the Whedon cut as if there's like any competition between the two is willem defoe big dick Willie, is in the snyder cut in a wonderful is, long yeah. witchy's lace, lace front wig and wig. i just as although i thought the underwater scenes i did not I, I'm like with the you look yeah. of the underwater scenes yeah they're, I they're too they murky
2: like and just a little dark. too way CDI, too
0: dark man. but as soon as willem defoe as soon as Willem Dafoe shows up, it's, it's something that like, he elevates everything he's in. He could be in a fucking toothpaste commercial. Part of the problem like, with it to me is already. just
3: like Avatar Two spoiled me. Like it's like I. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, that's just nothing. It else. Just doing nothing. Yeah, shit I we'll get the sense but, in yeah, like Avatar get this Mickey <laughs> get this Mickey Mouse shit out of here. Go back to go back to the fucking. Go back above the water, <laughs> and the movie goes hard as long as they're above the water. I
1: mean, the, the effects are a mixed bag. I would say that protracted action sequence on Themyscira in both cuts had me a little glazed over because it was I so liked it. I liked cgi it. and green screen. But I'd say the effects in this movie well, are mostly good enough to not yeah. bother me most of the time. And, and cause they're coupled with like really solid, I mean, Zack Snyder can direct action, really solid action blocking. And what, what do you.
0: I, I think it, it's time to talk about, well, we're on the top. Oh, oh
1: yeah. So we're on webcam and Nicole just has her index finger under her nose. I was trying to. Oh yeah. I thought you were like comparing Snyder to, or Whedon to the, Hitler the or something. Famous, um, <laughs> henry cavill's cgi upper lip in the in the theatrical cut what the fuck were
0: they thinking he looks like
1: he looks like beavis in every scene miguel
0: please <laughs> clip in the part where we react to because that's the first fucking shot of the movie
3: like oh, oh, oh i forgot god. this movie opens on this
0: oh god <laughs> oh no oh he looks terrible
1: yeah, look how fucked up. He, you can tell it. He's got the fucked up lip. This is one of the
3: reshoots. Oh, he's got the. God. Yeah, no. He's. This is one of the reshoots, uh, and it's Superman on Snapchat uh, with the twerking hot dog and the thought dog ears.
0: Oh, that looks awful. He looks AI generated, almost like just with the lip. Um, it's so off putting. Oh my god, he looks AI generated. He looks. It's. It's like my brain rejects it. And there's like a couple times where that he's like smiling, and it's like the most like icky thing I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's so the 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 story behind it is uh, he was filming Mission Impossible I had something.
1: It, yeah, he had a mustache it's, he couldn't shave.
2: Well,
0: it's like he was. He was contractually obligated to keep the mustache. Hence why he didn't just shave it and wear like a fake mustache for that movie. And I think it was probably just because that's a Tom Cruise project too. And Tom Cruise, as we know, keeps a tight ass ship. Uh, So whatever Tommy wants, Tommy gets. He
1: keeps a tight ass.
0: I don't know what the, the numbers are, but Warner Brothers when they had to do the reshoots uh, with Joss Whedon for this movie to tack on, like basically they basically shot a whole new movie using maybe like 15, 25% of what Zack Snyder had already shot cumulatively. But Henry Cavill had the mustache on set for the reshoots and, they had to pay CGI artists and visual effects artists upwards to like $10 billion what, three or five, definitely multiple millions of dollars to, to erase out his upper lip. And it is the worst looking thing. It's, it's like uh, uh Peter Cushing in rogue one uh, levels yeah, it's, of like it's, uncanny. It's, it's,
1: it's really bad. It's, it's um, the
3: worst thing I've ever whole, seen. But it's not it's in, so in the Snyder bad. cut and it's fucking great. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, like it's the, so the, the, and it's the not in the cut, Snyder just, cut. Like, Thanks, God. With the, action,
1: the flow and blocking of the action, it, 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 the the action, the reshoots is all out way out worse. It's so um, bad. The lighting, it's just like everything about it is just like like even the stuff that's from the Snyder it's cut like is like, like made worse monster. by the cropping and the color grading and the editing. Um, like you, like, I, I feel like it would be hard if you, if someone watched a the theatrical cut to get them to watch, if they weren't already kind of like on board Snyder cut guys, it'd be hard to get them to watch the Snyder cut. Cause they're, you, they're you, like, you wouldn't necessarily know if you don't know a lot about how movies are made, which most people know nothing about how movies are made to convince them that like, no, it's like even the stuff that it has in common, it's like a completely different movie. Um, like I've out, yeah. like I've seen a number of director's cuts and stuff in my time. And I don't know if I've ever seen two cuts of a movie that are this divergent in just every aspect.
0: Question is is this a worse edit job than Suicide Squad? I
3: mean it's yeah. just a bad movie. Yeah, cuz well, there's cause never there's, been there's been no a way that the Ayers can I, like, I agree as well. The
1: Air's Cup, but the no way it was that big of a gap in no, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well Suicide Squad we'll is start a hack job, on a movie that probably um, wasn't great to begin with. Um.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he by his own description, he wrote it in like a month or something like that. Like
0: whereas this is we know was a good movie. Um, you know, can that lead us into I, I do kind of want to touch upon that Vanity Fair article. Um, because yeah, we should the as as interesting as the content of the Snyder film itself. Is it's, it's the production of this movie that, like, I think is not more deserving re- of the re- conversation, about but I think, like, what went most down turned Nicole the into a this complete podcast. Snyder
3: Stan. It was weird, actually. It was really it, weird. It
0: turned, no, not a Snyder Stan, but it it, 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 like, instantly I was like, oh, hell no. Um, because as we know, Nicole heads know I already have substantial beef with warner brothers um but like this reading about the, the and i was i mainly am referring to uh the vanity fair article by anthony brenn is- it's sorry dude um it's kind of like late at night i don't feel like pronouncing your name correctly um uh but yeah i was i Besides, like the the details regarding um, Autumn Snyder, which we'll 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 get to, but uh, there's there's so many good tidbits about how evil the like like Warner Brothers was over this movie. Um, so I had, as I said, I had not known that uh, the decision to pick Weedon up was not a decision that lied with Snyder. Um, so in the article in 2016, as principal photography got underway on Justice League in the United Kingdom, rumors percolated that Snyder had been fired from the film. Uh, that didn't happen, but Warner Brothers, uh, Ben Sherman, CEO, Kevin Sujihara, did assign watchdogs in the form of DC Entertainment creative chief uh, Jeff Johns.
3: Who Jeff Johns by the way. Uh, also, also he an
0: Also allegedly has the edict was the the edict was clear. At least one of them had to be on set every day. And uh, that, that was a decision done in reaction to the, let's, let's say like tepid reception to Batman. Which to be fair
3: is a better movie than any Marvel movie that came out that year.
1: I, I would say so. I, I mean, very like uh,
3: Civil War. Oh my god, dude! It's yeah. so
1: much better than Civil War. I, I I won't say by a lot. I still don't actually, in the end, ultimately like Batman v Superman, even the director's cut. But yeah. Although again, the theatrical cut, I actually I watched the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman and Civil War at first around the same time, and both of them I turned off or uh, halfway through.
3: <laughs> yeah. No. And the, the Batman versus yeah. Superman made money like it wasn't a flop this was a movie
1: that- no no it's just it didn't make
3: as much money as they wanted it did, it. It did, it did, yeah it, it didn't make avengers want. money it, exactly
2: yeah
0: they they panicked over yeah they panicked the warner brothers got great this is a story about fucking greed like ultimately they wanted more money and so despite the fact that the dce was clearly built as you know a snyder v- very much led endeavor like that is the style you signed on to sirs you either stick with it or you fucking don't um but here here's another juicy tidbit from the vanity Fair article uh reports that snyder himself asked whedon for help were false johns one of the studio appointed babysitters had been planning a batgirl movie with whedon and snyder and others say johns recruited him to do rewrites for justice league quote john John's representatives didn't respond for for a request for comment. Once again, Snyder was gracious and even hopeful, telling Vanity Fair, I thought maybe he could write some cool scenes. I thought that would be fun. What, what if some of the stuff we uh, liked
1: in the Snyder cut was early Whedon contributions and we're gonna look really stupid if that ever comes out?
3: I don't think I don't think anything in the Snyder cut is No, I don't
0: I really I think he, don't I, think I, it I is. I'm pretty
3: sure he I don't like I don't think that any of the changes were uh, were kept through.
0: Well, here's here's the other thing that the Vanity Fair fair article, and I really do encourage everyone to read this this article. Um, it is behind a paywall, but uh, there are ways to get around paywalls. Uh, Literally,
1: just Google "paywall unblocker" for Firefox or Chrome.
0: Yeah, um, but Whedon and Snyder did barely spoke in terms of like. This movie. They had, to my understanding, it was like one meeting. Uh, soon it became clear that Warner Brothers was giving Whedon more and more power. He wouldn't not just advise during reshoots, but also do some directing himself. And this is still while Snyder was like actively directing the movie before he stepped down. Uh, Snyder says he only had one conversation with Whedon about the studio's notes. Reeling from his daughter Autumn's death and finding anguish in their work uh, rather than relief, Zach and his wife Deborah quit. Quote, We lost, we just lost the will to fight the fight in a lot of ways, says Zach. All of us, the whole family, were just so broken by losing Autumn. That having these conversations in the middle of it really became, I was like, really? Frankly, I think we did the right thing because I think it would have been either incredibly belligerent or we just rolled over. Um, So this, this gets my main integral problem with the Whedon cut is um, as we've, as we've alluded to um, during the production of this movie, uh, Zack Snyder's I think she was 20 year old daughter. She was in college, um, uh, took her own life. um, And as, as you can imagine the worst Sort of thing that can ever happen to a parent. Um, but what what this Vanity art, Fair article, or at least the the real details of the production of this film, make really abundantly clear is it seemed Warner Brothers was itching to replace uh, they were Zack Snyder. To push or, him or, you know, out. yeah. At least push his influence down. And unfortunately, this horrible, like god-awful tragedy. Just provided a evil way for them to do so without Zack Snyder like putting up that can much
1: of a fight. The, I suspect you can attribute um, this to the fact that Suicide Squad was a huge hit, even though it's a in, 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 incomprehensible bullshit hack job with a bunch of uh, terrible on-the-nose needle drops. Yeah, Jeff Johns um, is going to hell. Yeah. And I think after Suicide Squad made a bunch of money because, and this is, this is the thing that I, we, we should zoom out and remember is these are products, they're commodities, uh, assembled by an industry. And the guys who make the money decisions, uh, I think it's abundantly clear with rare exception, have no souls and perfectly smooth brains. And they just looked at, um, they looked at the numbers And they thought, Joss Whedon, number higher. They looked at Suicide Squad and thought, goofy tone, number higher. They thought, it doesn't matter if the reshoots look like shit, if the plot's a mess, if the movie's incomprehensible. It doesn't matter. Because number Suicide Squad, number higher. No No one will care if the theatrical cut of Justice League is ugly and incomprehensible as long as it's under two hours and it has Joss Whedon stuff in it. Number higher.
0: and here's the thing, here's the thing. Warner Brothers also knew that Joss Whedon was a well, fucking I mean, monster th- too.
1: Everybody um, knows. So here's,
0: here's the everybody
1: thing. else is a monster, and I think you just get used. Well, yes, to it. but like
0: <laughs> on the set, actively on the set, like I having uh, this podcast being very blatantly like Gal Gadot sucks as an actress. I know Cole, you'd be like, no, uh, she's good still, in this. Uh, I like, whatever. I mean, she's not I, like, uh, I don't think she's good. She's, I
1: think the movie just works she, around she her talks,
0: the limitations yeah. to but, where
1: she doesn't actively d- detract from so it. as Whedon much.
0: Is, Whedon is such a fucking Funko pop fascist that like, I feel bad for Gal Gadot and what she had to go through during those reshoots. So, um, going back to the vanity fair article, uh, Uh, When fans ask Snyder about the details of the movie that bears his name, he usually has no idea what they are talking about. Worst of all, for Warner Brothers, Whedon didn't exactly save the movie. Uh, When we got to see what Joss actually did, it was stupefying, says a studio executive who requested anonymity. The robber on the rooftop, so goofy and awful. The Russian family, so useless and pointless. Everyone knew it it was so awkward because nobody wanted to admit what a piece of shit it was. Justice league opened on November 17th, 2017 and catered. Happy birthday. uh, Because. Happy birthday. Because Cavill had been making mission impossible, uh, fallout during the reshoots. Whedon's team had to digitally erase his mustache in justice league, which led to bizarre warping of his face. The jokes fell flat and behind the scenes, some of the cast had revolted, uh, Fisher, uh, Ray Fisher, that is, had publicly claimed Whedon was abusive on set, that Warner, Warner Brothers executives, quote, enabled his actions. Godot told Los Angeles Times that she had a negative experience with Whedon, which he reported to higher-ups. Uh, and, yeah, Warner Brothers put Joss Whedon in, in, in timeout for a little bit and then let him go. So, it's, Joss Whedon's such a fucking scumbag. I feel bad for like the IDF warrior princess. Yeah, yeah. And just
1: uh, like a very, like in very arrogant suit. We, sh- we should talk about a, him. A sometime. monster. So, I was a fan once upon time. Um, I really liked Firefly. I grew up on Buffy. It, it's funny i, I, I thought Firefly was okay, but I wasn't a Buffy yet. Well, I mean, I was, part of the thing with Buffy is like, I was there in the 90s. Right? That's when true, that's true. When I was, I was a little kid. Um,
2: Which was
0: the style at the time? Because you were, you were 68 um, years young. So if you, that's
1: the funny thing I think about now. If if you went back in time, like 15 years, 10, 15 years, like 2007, 8, you know, after 300 has come out. And you tell like all the movie nerds and stuff. Okay, so you've got Zack Snyder and you've got Joss Whedon. And one of them is like abusive and a, a racist and a sex monster guess which one you you know zero of them are saying joss (laughs) and then then by all accounts zach snyder is just very easy very pleasant to work with
0: yeah (laughs) yeah which unfortunately Uh, i had fallen into that yeah no every every that was the other thing that like really got me reading through the vanity fair article like everyone had nothing but like nice things to say about Zack Snyder and how like enthusiastic he was about this movie and how like much it hurt having to step away from it and how like crushed he was um to the extent like I don't I he has not seen the Whedon cut uh like yeah I wouldn't uh, want here's to another, another I, well, I mean no one should see the, the week um <laughs> yeah, that's after 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 nobody After the private screening of the Whedon Cut, Nolan and Deborah Snyder emerged into the light with a shared mission. Uh, They came and they just said, you can never see that movie, Zack Snyder says during lunch.
1: True, you must never listen to this. Good Lord. And you know what, though? I think that that is the difference. And this is something where I'll even, again, I don't like Man of Steel or or such I'll extend Credit is. Zack Snyder is like a guy who really wants to make movies and really wants to make these movies. And nobody involved in Marvel really wants to make Marvel movies. It's just a job. Or if they're interested in it, they're like interested in doing riffs or something and have total contempt for, for the material they're borrowing from, which I mean, like I said, if you're yeah. Paul Verhoeven, you can have contempt for the source material, but, this is what the but cut nobody is, else ever really pulls that off. It just makes yeah. the movie worse. Um, Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, so, so in this case, finally, that real passion and craftsmanship found the right story and take on the material to, to work. And it's, there's, there's something kind of deeply ironic about like, they finally had the right, like, like, like DC finally had the right movie on their hands. One that was good enough. It could have kind of like fixed the DCEU if we're going if if we have to have cinematic universes it could have they kind had a of
0: perfectly put good it back movie on, on their rails. hands they could have released um, it as a exactly. miniseries
1: and but. they fucked it up and they fucked it up because the people who make these decisions don't actually watch movies or interpret they just they they look at powerpoint slides and spreadsheets that are just like names and bullet points of like plot and tone elements like, like, like broken down and abstracted so far away from what's actually on screen, there's like no relationship between them. And that's how they make their decisions. Like when you go to pitch a movie in Hollywood, you get into an they're, elevator they're with a the guy decisions. and you've got five minutes to be like, "Yeah, it's, 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 it's Christine meets Wayne's world or something. Like that's, that's how you pitch movies to Hollywood producer. I'm not kidding is you say it's two other things. It's yeah. all they, they make in the, in the minds of the money, men. generally, they make movies the way they make toasters and cars and everything else. Well, oh, so This car has 250 horsepower and four wheel drive and a touchscreen and heated seats. And it comes out at this price point. And our market research shows people like heated seats and they'll pay this much for it. And it's like, well, this movie has uh, the the m the 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 guy who made Avengers and it's got this much diversity and 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 this tone and it's this meets this and that made that much money and that made that much money it's like it's, it, it, and it, and it's it's basically random whether or not that process produces a watchable movie or not. Um, Almost never. Well, well, good movies come out where the money men are still operating on that logic. It's just. The people who actually make the movie manage to manipulate that logic and get themselves in a the position to make a good movie. Um but they they it's it's an it's an ideological process where they believe that looking at movies that way and that way of thinking about products in general works. Mm-hmm. When really it's it's just kind of arbitrary whether or not from that end it does. Um it's it's just a a shared delusion of the I mean of yeah, the yeah of the of the of the of the capitalist class in Uh, uh, entertainment in art in particular, that that's how it works.
0: And that's, and that's, yeah. And that's, that's the thing that ultimately like makes again, the Whedon cut of this movie by far the worst thing I've ever seen on this podcast. uh, Thus, thus far, like the greed, the, the, the clear greed and, and naked uh, just, like impatience for profits like this movie cost 300 million fucking dollars that's you that's, that's combining like is that
1: just for the theatrical cut
0: yes that's combining that com- for the theatrical cut uh 70 million additional for uh the the Zack snyder cut of which Zack snyder took no made no money like he i asked didn't know for that Holy shit. So, dude,
3: only only cape shit director going to have a
0: So Justice League costs $300 million budget uh, that is including presumably marketing, obviously including the terrible CGI lip job, uh, uh, reshoots, box office, uh, $657.9 million. Uh, That's not going to cut it in- uh, I'm
1: amazed it made that much money given how shitty the theatrical cut is.
0: I know that's not, and you know that sounds like a lot of money. It's like you're thinking, oh, well, it double it made its entire money back. It, but that means it turned a profit of fifty-seven point nine million dollars. Which, it's, you know, it's
1: not proportional. Three
0: hundred million dollar investment. You know, you're not you're not doing Avengers Infinity Wars numbers. You're not doing Civil War numbers. They want to. They want to billion dollars. This They made this eyeing a billion dollars. Batman v Superman was eyeing a billion dollars. So and zoom out here get a bit that.
1: Um, when it comes to the economics of these sorts of things In that it's never just about this or that movie making its own budget back is every movie also has to pay for um, I mean, there's all that co- it's like Hollywood accountants hard to really account for because there's so many tricks they play with accounting so much, probably just like embezzlement. Um, And so, you know, marketing costs are kind of not always like factored in a certain way, but then there's also, you know, movies also make money off merchandising and license. So it's like the math is kind of hard to do from the outside, but you know, these movies are also paying for other movies. Like these movies are supposed to make enough money back to take all that movie, to take all that profit and plow it into the next movie not necessarily the sequel to that movie but the next big project by the studio and then make yeah. more, it's like a cascade right of it's like a, you ever play a cookie clicker game that's kind of like what oh the God, whole point of all this is it's a constant acceleration clicker. of uh, a rate of profit if you will um and the um the the so these companies because they're always trying to grow right that's because your stockholders who own a share of the company just want to see the value of the stock go up. That's all that matters to them. That's it's not the dividends. It's not the sliver of the profits they get. It's the value of the stock itself going up, um, which they can then not just, which they can then not even necessarily sell to turn into cash, but can use as collateral to get loans to then buy more things. It's just a constant inflation of hypothetical wealth. Uh, and, what that means is that every company is always trying to, to, to grow as much as possible to, to inflate its balance sheet, which means all these companies generally, some have big cash reserves and, and uh, uh, buffers, but most of them, what they do is they just, they have however much money they can afford to put into a project or a product, and then however much they can borrow based on what they're worth and what their expected revenues are. So they borrow up to the absolute limit of what they can and put that into everything too. So there's no buffer. there's no room for error. All these companies are super leveraged. So if they're not constantly making huge returns on their project uh, on their products or projects, uh, they uh, their value decreases, their expected revenue goes down. It limits how much more they can borrow, the rate they can borrow at, and it means that they don't have the income to pay for the debt they already have. So it's this constantly like building a house of cards underneath yourself up into the sky, higher and higher and higher. And the higher you go and the, in the, in the more you accelerate and the more leveraged you are, the, the more like debt you accumulate relative to your value and your income, the, the easier it is for everything to just implode. Like even like, that's why I think they got bought out by discovery is, dis- is this, this amalgamation of corporations that is under the banner discovery is looking for quick and easy ways to expand to, to just to look bigger on paper. And buying a whole other company means you can go, we have all of this equipment, all of these studios, all these contracts, all this intellectual property, and you can have so much fun with numbers when it comes to intellectual property. You can just say, well, we own Superman. That's worth a trillion dollars. Who can say it's not? It's Superman. Um, but that also means that they take on a bunch of debt to buy Warner Brothers and they absorb all Warner Brothers debt. So it just it keeps going. Right. Um, a company implodes under its debt and another company just buys it and takes all that debt on. Uh, at, but they can get along for another few years because now they look that much bigger and their stock goes up that much more.
0: Which was the style at the time. Yeah, sounds like it fosters a lot of creativity, doesn't it, listeners?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's this whole fucking rickety apparatus. And the guys that spend all day figuring out, you know, which parts to buy and which parts to sell to keep it going are not interested in movies. They don't care. It's all just, uh, it's all just a, a, amalgamated anomalous product. It's omni consumer product. Um, and so it's all profit for them. And, and so they're not think like they don't, you know, like any sane, rational person can look at the theatrical cut of justice league, can look at all the fucking reshoots and all the decisions they made and go, that's all stupid because you're operating from a normal logic, not from, the 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 abstracted insular ideological realm of the top levels of the business class of the of the of the bourgeois.
0: They are not normal people. The people who are making these the people who ultimately have both creative and business control over the movies we talk about Oh yeah, they, they think they're
1: smart and weirdo. They do not
0: know <laughs> what the fuck they are doing. They are stupid. They think you are stupid. They think this whole thing is stupid. Yeah, we're we're it, uh, these are despicable people, and this is like the true death we're hogs for hogs for
2: the with slop. Them.
1: <laughs> And so, as far as they're concerned, it's all just slop. None of, none of it matters. They. they I mean, there's, there are money guys and producers who like care about movies. They might be dumb about them, but they care at certain levels. But um. And, and they've always existed. But but the higher up the chain you go and the bigger the company is, the more it's just that pure like video, like you play like a game called movie simulator. And it's like you make a movie and you slot in like it's going to be a romantic comedy with this star and this star. And it'll do this. And there's no real movie. It's just these stats and abstractions. That's how they think about real movies in the real world. And the more, the bigger these companies get, and the more they all absorb each other and amalgamate, the higher the stakes are, the more money's involved, the more management and stockholders are removed from whatever it is they actually do. Cause they own 5% of, of everything. And, and that's, that's another important thing about how this all works is. There, there are few discrete corporations anymore. Like, look at fast food, Wendy's, McDonald's, uh, Burger King. They're all competitors. They're competing in the market to have the best product, at the lowest price, whatever. That's, that's bullshit. Uh, uh, there's like these giant holding firms. If you're rich, you put your money into BlackRock or one of these investment companies. And what those investment companies do with your money is they buy 5% of every company. 5% of McDonald's. 5% of Burger King, 5% of Wendy's, or 10% or something is owned by BlackRock. And then another 5 or 10% is owned by another holding firm. It, 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 you, 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 you go to the horse races and everybody's betting on every horse. The, the, there is no competition. There's no uh, separate companies, you know. Uh, the world is a business, Mr. Beale. <laughs> there are no nations. There are Enron and or no, what well, Enron was before that movie came out. You know, it's a standard oil and stuff. But even now those companies are all just owned by the same few thousand people just in slight apportions, apport- appointed all of them. Um,
0: yeah. No, I remember because this, yeah, I mean, they're, they're everyone is now operating on the mindset of uh, ha- making the next Avengers. Like that first one made so much fucking yeah. money. And, and, and I distinctly whatever- remember um I distinctly remember, like at the uh and t store in Boston, they had life-size figures of all the Justice League characters. Like there was a major marketing campaign that was poured into this movie, and I'm not sure if the 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 300 million figure I read off included the marketing cost. I they, they, it would they, be insane the if it didn't. The budgets often don't include marketing. Um, That's even more insane. But like so. For something to fail on this many levels, to me, is unprecedented so far, at least in, in, in the context of- In the, the context of our talked, show, yeah, there's the definitely been show.
1: failures uh, on this scale before. Oh,
0: definitely. Um, um, well, I mean, well,
1: Valerian was the French equivalent of, of that. Fra- get it. But
0: v- Valerian also <laughs> didn't make me want to kill myself and everyone around me. It- <laughs> Like I wrote, like I, I think Andy from those good old fashioned values hopped on just as we had finished recording, and it was like, it was like the GIF of Donald Glover walking in with pizza boxes to a room just on fire because I was oh yeah mid rant from
1: Community yeah (laughs) I was Um, mid
0: rant like just murder in my eyes, and I think (laughs) you said like I think this is the angriest I've ever seen
1: (laughs) you oh definitely yeah um and again like if if you want to know it's like why why did like all the AAA video games suck now. It's the exact same reason. It's Mm because some guy running the studio under pressure from money men above him who are under pressure from stockholders or whatever is like, well, um, this game made a bunch of money and it had that feature. So jam that feature into our game, even though it's halfway through development and was never meant to incorporate it and it's not gonna work and it won't have time to be done right and it won't fit, just jam it in there because it's a bullet point on the on the, on the the spreadsheet on the Microsoft PowerPoint that says it will make money. Um, whether or not it actually makes sense doesn't matter. Whether or not audiences actually want it doesn't matter. That's all, that all exists. You know, none of that's on the PowerPoint presentation, so it's not real. Um, you know we're uh that's saying like don't 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 let all like there's this tendency i think to look at power and wealth and assume on some level that the people have it for some reason that you, you don't become king or a billionaire without some skill or genius or cleverness and uh i mean some of them are clever i guess or something but, um,
0: but no guys the majority capacity, of them are dumb as shit and it's, like it's, elon musk yeah
1: no they're idiots they're they're the they're, they're they're, 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 they're
0: Probably dumber than average and further removed from reality. Um have you seen their the replies of the blue check marks on Twitter lately? They're just some of the most modern. Well, those, those are wannabes. Those,
1: those are the guys that
0: yeah, think those are the that guys who are like, I mean crypto.
2: JPEG and... of an
1: ape is gonna make them <laughs> one of these people. Um uh, but yeah, no, there's no not that there aren't conspiracies and such, but it's, it, there's not a, a cabal of geniuses playing 4d chess with a thousand year plan for how they're going to rule the world who, who, for whom everything is a scheme within a scheme. No, it's, it's maybe they think of themselves that way, but these people are by and large, um, midwits, if not morons, <laughs> who run the world net. It is, is in a way maybe scarier, but in a way it means that they're maybe not quite so hard to beat as they seem. Uh, but yeah, no. They're the 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 bigger all of these businesses get, the more amalgamated and conglomerated, the more layers of corporations owning corporations owning corporations owned by inv- amalgam uh, blocks of investment firms. The the more the stuff they do and make is gonna suck. Um, the you know the fewer the 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 more the needle between craft and artistry, or even just grounding in reality and this abstracted commercial drive and, and irrational logic tilts towards the commercial drive. Um, you know, like it's, it's no s- surprise that like Disney products on average got worse when they got a lot bigger and started pumping out a lot more of them at a higher cost aimed at a higher, uh, overall return. Um, uh, Justice League,
0: Justice League. Well, here's here's another to, to the we not Weeden Justice League. Yeah, we've given we've thoroughly trashed the movie, but I do want to. I do also want to com- comment. Of uh, I, I I again, I didn't love the the Snyder Cut, but I I think it, it is definitely the best thing uh, Snyder's it's, done. I, I mean, but Nicole's the other thing I want to highlight. Okay, well, here's the thing. If you're in our Discord, I I initially gave it a three out of five, and you immediately messaged me, uh, "That's too low." <laughs> N word. That's too low. If, if, I, was, uh, I, don't know, if and I I, I, if so I still I got gave ratings, it would be it. like
1: a strong three and a half or a, or a soft. No, one. I ultimately it's settled a, on
0: a three five. and a half because I I do I do think that emo- the emotional beats of the movie are are outweigh the slightly outweigh the things I don't like and that are inherent to Zack Snyder's style. Like, you know, you still get 3d objects thrown at the camera. You do get kind of the s- stupid or, you know, self-indulgent kind of bits that go on too long, but ultimately there, there is a pulse and a beating heart in this, in this movie. I, I mean, but, I, the I thing I, but the other thing I really liked about the Snyder cut was the, the score. Uh, I, I, I really dig the Junkie XL score. Uh, I it thought it was a way
1: better. The, 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 oh phoned in Elfman score they pasted over the theatrical cut really
0: God bless Danny Elfman. He can do it, it whatever he wants now, but that's, that's the, he's just, it was just a pay cut job. You know, they, they just, they canned the Junkie XL score. Like after it was, com- it was completely done. I think um, by the time they were like, yeah, we're going to bring in Danny Elfman instead because we want to make this sound lighter and less like a discotheque, which like people shit on Hans Zimmer a lot on film Twitter, but I have not met a score of this. I don't like.
1: He's become a brand and a lot of his stuff now is, isn't him. It's like, Underpaid, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's true. But you know, I I don't think it's it's fair to say he's never made a good score because like the the Batman no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Dark Knight far. score is very good. Um, I really like the Wonder Woman uh, guitar riff. Uh, Miguel, yeah. edit in, in the guitar riff right there. It's it's gnarly. Uh, it's the best thing related to Wonder Woman that's come out of these DCEU films by far is that Wonder Woman guitar riff. I,
1: I did have a, like, I mean, there's various things I could nitpick with this movie that I just, I don't feel like it'd be that interesting too. Because yeah, overall, I liked it. Overall, I think all the pieces fit together and it works and generally looks pretty decent and sometimes really striking. Um, one One thing, I think like this movie definitely has a lot of kind of, fanboyish self-indulgence, but I can roll with it mostly because it, it, it's coming from, I think it's, it's like, it's not just totally like, here's what the audience will like. It's like, here's what I like. And I can, you know, I can accept (laughs) that kind of thing a lot more than I can when it feels totally less calculating. Um, although there's, there's this really great, genuinely I think really great scene between, uh, uh, Martha Kent and Lois Lane, when they're, they're grieving Superman. And yeah, I, I
2: think felt it's it was kind of undercut
1: that yeah. at the end. Yeah. 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 Martha walks out of Lois's apartment and then turns out to be Martian Manhunter shape-shifting. It's and him learning can... how to be human. Yeah. But it's, he's, a yeah, he's, introduced epilogue, he's the not end. in the movie. Yeah. And it, and it's like, you can work backwards and infer what's going on there. Um, But uh, I kind of felt like the scene would have, I don't know. It, like either, either he needed to be in the movie a bit more to give that some context, or I could have just had that be a nice scene between Martha, who's otherwise barely in the he movie. He's In
3: the movie more, he's uh, he's he meets, uh, he meets Lois. Bit. No, he meets Lois
1: because he's he's
3: the the
1: general. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. But just like his, like I just I don't know, I, I I like that scene so much. I kind of would have preferred if it was just. Actually, Martha and Lois talking yeah. about their grief over Superman, and this uh, so, just so, so a little too much comic book bullshit for for this for right now. No,
0: no, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't mind. Apparently... I genuinely don't like the. I genuinely hated the last fifteen minutes. because it um, it's clearly it's clearly shot on a green screen in front of Zack Snyder's, uh, and Zack Snyder's like, uh, driveway. Or something, so it's like super tight. Trying to build hype
1: for the the sequel that is almost never going to happen.
0: happen. Um, And it's it's Jared Leto yucking it up, and uh,
1: uh, I don't 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 want to see any more Jared Leto. I
0: don't Uh, either. Get him off the screen. He's he's right now. He's running around in a furry costume at the Met Gala, just as uh, Carl Lagerfield's dead cat. I know I, you I like love this movie, I, but you don't I think, like Jared Leto Joker. If I, if I wanted to
1: close out. I would say that the the thing with with Zack Snyder and and again where where, where he finally kind of I think hits the note with this movie is the the MCU stuff is em, embarrassed to, to kind of summarize kind of the thesis we've we've been working through with some of these other movies. The MCU stuff is so embarrassed of the subject matter. That it, it does the, like, I I don't want to call it irony, but the, the lampshading and the constant, like, look how silly this is, but now you need to take it seriously and be emotionally invested. But look how silly this is because it's like trying to give you permission to like it without feeling embarrassed yourself, which is why most of the people making it don't like it or care about the source material, um, and then it felt like the, the Snyder stuff and the stuff kind of the other flip side of the coin, the more serious comic book movie stuff was like, so it was also felt sort of embarrassed of itself, but it was like trying to compensate for that by being so very pseudo intellectual and, and, and super, I don't want to say too serious or unserious, but like aiming for like that kind of like overly dour tone, um, but he did have what he brought to the table that I think resonated with like the big Snyder heads and stuff was that he genuinely loved the source material and was like, whereas Marvel movies, like we, I complained about this with Ragnarok, constantly deflate any sense of awe or wonder or imagination or like, you know, the amazing Spider-Man never seems amazing. The Incredible Hulk never seems incredible. Um, whereas these movies like really want you to feel awe. They really want you to be like. They they want you to see Superman fly and be holy shit that dude's flying, and and this movie again manages to land that and and the and I always appreciated that it was striving for that because I kind of want you know I'm I'm not going into movies trying to be cynical I I would like to be impressed I would like we to see wanna, a dude yeah. fly and be like holy shit he's flying that's that's what we want if we're gonna have. Hollywood spectacle movies, let's have some spectacle. And at least this movie more or less, most of the time manages to, to, to actually hit that note. Um, sort of, sort of visually and in, in, uh, the the kind of story it's telling to, to, to feel epic. Um, so, so yeah, I guess that's kind of my concluding thought there. And, and I guess, yeah, it sucks that Warner brothers DC finally had the movie that hit that note, but the, the, the money guys had already just given up on that and were' just trying to emulate uh marvel um because they you know they they think like machines they 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 are the algorithm
0: death upon them and and their families truly like I, I, to again. <laughs> Right, yeah, you guys do your concluding thoughts. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm on record for not being a big fan of Zack Snyder, obviously. Um, I, I still don't really vibe with his style, but like, no, you're Cole was hundred percent correct. This is this is a, a good ass movie relative to the slop we have to watch most of the time for this fucking podcast. Um, has, and of course I'm referring to the Snyder cut because the Whedon cut is legitimately the worst thing I have ever watched in my fucking life. Um, how, how a studio can take something that someone invested their entire heart and energy into and just hack it into absolute nothing Um, and that's, that's the thing that ultimately, I I guess to use the term Snyder pilled me, still not a fan of his movies, but like, I'm, I'm rooting for him. He has a vision. I don't really like the vision, but I, I think every, every director should have full creative control over their vision and should not be dictated by the whims of, uh, Stupid ass suits who have nothing but like cryptocurrency stocks and, and, you know, comma on their brains. Um, and just the Whedon cut of this movie is the prime example of what that kind of business mindset and approach to these like cinematic universe, like big tentpole movies uh, are. Uh, It's the most, it's literally one of the most unethical things I've ever watched in my entire life. Just like knowing the, like the things I read in that Vanity Fair article about how Snyder talks about uh, Autumn in particular, um, her struggles with uh, depression and her own self-worth are just some of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to read. And, you know, like, as as much as we had previously criticized like batman v superman and man of steel especially as being you know uh, dumb stupid loud whatever whatever like whatever you think about Zack snyder what wb and and warner is in the exacts and joss Whedon and didn't have is should happen to absolutely nobody regardless of how, you know, much you don't like their movies or whatever about their movies. like that should happen to absolutely no one.
2: What happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day,
0: um, and especially having, you know, seen the four hour cut of what he originally wanted, they hacked a perfectly good thing to pieces um yeah if, if they just taken they like just leave it
1: alone a hiatus leave it alone and then released that movie it would have been cheaper and made more money
2: <laughs>
1: for real all of this fucking reshoot fuck it up release it like just shooting yourself in the foot three times in a row um, yeah
0: um Cole what about what about you I'm kind of I'm, mine- I I want to stop giving emotional energy to to Joss Whedon because this is I think gonna be the last Joss Whedon thing we we fucking touch because I I especially don't want to fucking look at his thumb ass <laughs> fucking neckbeard face ever again fuck
2: you
3: uh mine mine is nowhere near as emotionally charged at least to the production side of the movie uh i like this i like the i love the snyder cut it's probably one of my my favorite movies of the 2010s maybe we can shoot a bonus where i go over all the cool kirby shit and all the the plans that snyder had for the future that might be a fun bonus
1: (laughs) uh Top, top then, twenty references in Easter eggs. In fact, that is going to be justically. the most autistic there ass lot, episode actually. of this podcast. I, I noticed in the epilogue, uh, uh, or, or not quite that, but like the Denouement uh, mm-hmm. before the epilogues, that they had uh, Batman with the the like Bat Tank from Dark Knight Returns.
3: They have the Bat Tank. Uh, they they were going to have Green Lantern um, because I and guess I guess time. Martian Mon- Man Manhunter was something the Snyder wanted to include in man of steel and like Nolan and like all those other freaks were like, no, that's dumb. You can't do that.
1: But it's, yeah, it's not yeah, serious enough. It's for our Superman movie.
3: Yeah. The general was apparently always supposed to be Martian Manhunter. I only found that out recently. Uh, they were going to have a scene sort of similar to the one in the Snyder cut where it's like, yeah, Superman taught me like, I don't have to hide who I am anymore. Uh, one of the weirder choices for characters that they have in this movie is the Adam, uh, specifically the, the, the third incarnation, the, uh, the Ryan Choi, Adam, he's the
1: Asian, uh, Doctor, that's boys oh, with. Uh, oh, oh, that guy! I didn't know he was like. Oh, I, I, I thought he was some guy because they, they have a, like a name drop near the end that felt like.
3: It yeah,
0: was and he has a lot something. of yeah, dialogue
3: he's, too. He's a, he's a, uh, he's the Atom. Yeah, the, the, basically like Marvel's Ant Man or DC's Ant Man, except I think he came first. Uh, he, he's a shrinky guy, you know. He, uh, shrinky. He shrinks. Yeah, and I, I think they do tease that oh, he shrinks. shrinks and he
1: comes first
3: he shrinks in the in the movie uh or, or they like reference they're like oh dude this like this metal that we got out of the like spaceship or whatever is like super dense you know and we could use it to shrink or whatever i don't know there was there was some some scene in there where they're talking about metal and i'm like is this like setting up the atom and then he's like he turns to the camera and he's like my name is Ryan Choi and i I will be back except not because none of these characters are ever well not
1: entirely some of these characters will be in uh, in the flash They're which in is a uh, weird position where they've got like some popular characters they need to carry over while also rebooting the universe so it's like yeah. What are, like what are they going to do with Margot Robbie, uh, Harley Quinn and uh, Ezra Miller the Flash? I'm going to be an Aquaman.
0: Okay, I'm just going to warn they, both they of have you like the way like a real weird issue with continuity. The way yeah. Cole was throughout this episode talking about the Snyder cut is going to be me throughout Birds of Prey and neither of you are allowed to like bitch at me about it.
3: I'm I'm going to bitch but mostly just from a comic perspective.
0: Okay, uh, you're allowed you're allowed to do that. But girls, girls just want to have fun, and the the, the movies. Let are girls creation. enjoy things. Let girls enjoy that. Let let girls specifically enjoy things like the Met Gala. You'll be impressed to learn I have not, well, the occasional look through. I have not looked at any of uh are okay, recording.
1: We're, we're basically at the end of the episode, so let's let's do our watch something else and our thank watch the Snyder Watch the
0: Snyder, Snyder cut. cut, obviously.
3: Watch the Snyder
1: Cut and then like if you want to just like
3: read like a version of this that goes even harder. Uh read like read like Jack Kirby's fourth world and then first smoke a lot of weed, okay? Smoke <laughs> a lot of weed. Read yeah. Jack Kirby's fourth world. Wait, was and Jack then,
0: Kirby a weed guy?
3: No, he was actually, he was, the funniest thing about Jack Kirby is he was, like, uh, like super straight edge. In fact, he has, like, multiple interviews where he's like, yeah, no, I, like, turn that shit down at parties. Like, uh, like people huh. keep, he's, he, he's fascinating because all of the stuff that he was really into came from weed guys. Like, he was really into B-movies and bikers yeah. and hippies. But he himself, like... There are like accounts from just about everyone that knew him about how they like tried to offer him drugs, and he he would cuss them out usually. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, he was super straight edge. Uh, I mean, there's always guys like people like people like, oh, the the stuff is so weird and psychedelic. What are they smoking? It seems like they always turn out to be like guys that don't do drugs.
3: Yeah, no, no, you you have to, you can't make shit like that when you're high. You just you, but you, when you read it high, it's 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 a better experience, you know. Yeah, it's like Ke- how Kevin Smith didn't smoke weed like until like halfway through he started, until his movie started getting like really really bad. Like I think the first like weed movie he did was like Zach and Mary make a porno or something. Oh
2: God! Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He it, weed is one of those things where it's like you you you, you can you can do some really. Like, like when I'm like writing or something, it's like sometimes smoking weed really helps me like kind of get out of a rut and find new connections Mm or ways of, of doing or phrasing things or something. But it can also lead you to have a lot of, to think a lot of really bad ideas are good or to like lose track of what you're doing. And like one of my, I remember I wrote a, a script high and I kept re-changing what a character's name was going to be and then forgetting to like change their like their name kept changing so even if you if you make something high you want to go back and take a solid sober look at it after the fact exactly. before you put it out yeah. in the
3: world no yeah there's a, a like yeah uh read hot like like write high and it's sober
1: yeah very much yeah. so or or like get high and like note down your really cool ideas and then see if it still seems like a cool idea when you're not. (laughs)
3: Exactly. Yeah. See if you can even make sense of it. Uh, and then after you're done, uh, smoking weed and, uh, reading Jack Kirby, uh, start smoking weed and uh, start smoking more weed and reading, uh, Grant Morrison's justice league. And then, uh, like do like a heroic dose of whatever psychedelic you prefer and, uh, top it off with final crisis.
2: All right. Well, (laughs)
3: those are your those are your comic book uh uh watch something
0: else um i would literally recommend watching anything else than the whedon cut i'd fuck it i'd i'd recommend two girls one cup over the whedon Whedon cut for real uh there's more artistic integrity in in that movie at least all participants were clearly And, and less
1: mistreatment of women
0: and less mistreatment of women um, but I, speaking of which I'm going to recommend uh fucking, if you're going to watch any fucking movie instead of Nicole's uh, going to recommend Eden, fucking, I'm going to close. I'm going to recommend Salo or the 120 days of fucking Sodom. No speaking of two
1: girls, one cup. Yeah,
0: that's what I, that's, that was my tie in. Um, is that, is, I, is it the last movie you watched? That is the last I think the last movie before I watched Just Whedon cut Justice. Everyone, wh- everyone, go around in a circle.
3: What's the last movie you watched, uh, just in general?
1: Uh, Lawrence of Arabia, which which I was going to recommend because it's also four hours long.
3: You um, know, I downloaded the four K. I put it on my
1: server. I'm uh, I'm excited to check that out. It's it's you know it's a classic old school Hollywood epic. Well, like Anglo Hollywood epic. So it's like you know great kind of like you know, that kind of like more old fashioned style theatrical performance looks great just fantastic landscape photography scenes with like hundreds of extras just that that good shit um nice yeah, you know mean, the britain built an empire off of repressed homosexuals with bipolar
0: <laughs> yeah uh,
3: me, what whereas, about you nicole well what was the last Solo, you
0: watched well not you mean in general or before in general yeah uh i watched uh it was it was all right. It's a movie called Mayday with Mia Goth in it, another noble entry into the look out Mia Goth has a weapon cinematic universe. Um it, it struck me that like the X series is like John Wick for women today. So, uh the, I, I I really can't emphasize though how much I want to like urge our listeners to watch Sallow <laughs> on Un, unironically though, like like it is legit legitimately one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um in, in the way of like a movie that literally knocks the shit out of you and like gobsmacks you and makes you think you've seen the other side of God. Um a gorgeous fucking movie about the worst of humanity. But also, as as it relates to the Justice League, everyone on that set was clearly having a good ass time. uh, Even though if it's totally up in the air whether a Pasolini was in fact killed over the movie or if it was just like rough trade, Uh, but if someone were to, if a director were to be killed over a movie, this would be the movie in question. Um, But (laughs) at the end of the day. Still a more ethically made movie than anything that went on behind the Whedon cut. I I think Salo is
1: actually about Warner brothers. Exactly. It
0: is. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what uh, the, they were doing uh, during their restructuring plan. Uh, I I don't think I'm imagining like Kevin Sujihara as like the really fucked up looking uh, the, the one with the one who's like the scariest looking man I've ever seen because he's like slightly cross-eyed. I think it's the president in Salo um just yeah those that's the warner executives it's it's not a uh dot uh the uh, yakko and wacko none of those so fun uh guys i guess Last you, movie yeah. i
3: watched was dragged across concrete i liked it
0: oh how was yeah. i i should watch a craig zaylor even though uh, he he loves bell
1: gibson i the only one of his i've ever seen was bone tomahawk which i remember liking so I guess, Nicole, do you want to thank our uh, patrons? I know we've got a couple new ones since the last episode. We got a, a new uh, a new supporter has joined the uh, the uh, executive producer tier. Is that, so the, is that the super high to, one? Um, yeah, that's the, that's the $10 Sick. one. Sick. All
0: right. And thank you to our patrons. Lohick, one true patron. Burn Venters, Nomi. No Devin Meenan, Trent, Owen Two, Cly, Jordan Marsh, Sean Burns, Jean Paul, Tank Buster, Jack Donald, Genevieve, Selton Bank, Ronnie and Violet, Joshua Jenkins, and Stephen Francisco Santana. Um, uh, update. We are not going to be using your money to buy a stew and air fryer because you went ahead and bought a fucking air fryer without it, it consulting either sale. of us.
1: It was on sale. The sale so, was ending that day.
3: Um, what kind of air fryer is it? Tell us about
1: it. Ah, uh, the new the new model Ninja Foodie, which is like an embarrassing name to say out loud.
3: Oh, I um, had, had a Ninja air fryer for a while. This one, I actually have a mini Ninja.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, kitchen. it's the one. It's the same. It's it's a newer version of the one I bought my parents a couple of years ago. And this one, instead of it, it, it does like the steam cooking and slow cooking and uh, uh, pressure cooking modes, um, too. But this one, instead of having to like put a separate lid for the pressure cooking one, it's all in one unit with a slider. So it can actually like with just one go, it can like steam and then fry your food. So you can like put like a chicken or something in it and it'll steam it and get it real juicy and cooked through and then uh, convection cook it. So it's crispy on the outside, but tender. In, this has in been
0: foodie chat,
1: Chewy. Uh, or not chewy, um, but like.
0: Well, well, now you got to come up with the what? What do we want? What do you want to frivolously spend uh, or encourage patrons to donate their money for to your benefit? If it's not an air fryer anymore.
1: Oh, uh, what do you want? Heroin.
2: <laughs> you know forced. what? I
1: do need a four K. Bl- I need a four K Blu-ray player to go with my TV. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay, we will be buying Stu a PS5. Oh, PS5 is like 600 bucks, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um,
0: maybe not will, refurbished. We'll, I'll,
1: I'll, I don't, I don't they don't have those. They, they yeah, have I power. wouldn't buy a refurbished game console. All right, my dad, my Especially dad.
0: Especially
3: not a PS5.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just melts the f- week after I get it. Uh, it's correct. I went to Walmart today, and
3: I just they just had like PS Five. Like you could just buy a PS Five there, and I was like, "Whoa, really?"
1: They're they've been yeah. so hard to get for so long. Uh, but no, uh, so I guess this would be the end of the Justice League discussion. But if our listeners want to stick around for a little bit, maybe there's a couple things we could uh, close out on for a, a few minutes. Uh, first off,
0: uh, uh, breaking some breaking news on 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 the front of of uh
1: on the on the front of
0: on the front of, uh, of people the, the front are page. are very upset about the flash's costume uh do you see that tweet
1: <laughs> no uh, see the tweet the,
0: the the person that was complaining that the flash's uh, mesh suit looks like a vagina
1: <laughs> oh yeah, i i didn't see it i don't know whether like they're like it like an right. anatomical anim, <laughs> diagram <laughs>
2: Oh, right. China, no,
0: the I problem guess. is that suit looks completely like VFX and not like an actual thing someone physically made or whatnot. Not that it looks like vaginal mesh.
1: I I had two things I was curious about. First, uh, Cole, what is the deal with Martian Manhunters? I've like seen them around in some of the stuff I've read. Are we watched, still recording?
3: But... Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, This is
1: this is like a a little bit of a post game for a few minutes. What does Martian uh,
0: Manhunter look like? Yeah, Martian
3: Manhunter is like like a he's got a he's I like him. He's got a cute little backstory. You know, he was uh, he was the last living Martian because there was a plague that wiped all the other ones out, and he's just alone on Mars for like hundreds of years because Martians are super long lived, and uh, they end up. this like human teleportation experiment tries to teleport like fossil samples to Mars or whatever, and he gets caught up in the beam and sent to Earth. And the professor, this like old man, because it's the nineteen forties, you know, it's the and this is, this is actually a comic from the nineteen forties. It's very old. Uh, oh, I didn't
1: know he goes back that far.
3: I think so. Yeah, I, I, let me look up Martian Manhunter first appearance. 1955 so yeah 50, oh, okay yeah not, not so, to be
0: confused with the looney tune guy what's that what's up that that's father's? marvin the
1: martian
3: marvin. i don't think
0: marvin the martian he <laughs> not to be name. confused with marvin the martian this is another warner brothers related martian yeah guy. so so <laughs> another the, green the guy. teleport
3: beam uh you know he was the, the professor wasn't expecting there to be a guy at the other end so <laughs> When he he has a fatal heart attack from seeing that he like plucked a Martian off the surface of of Mars and uh, yeah he he becomes a just like a little super guy um, doesn't have a lot of comic experience or like or, or appearances outside of um, the Justice League like he's usually just like he's the Justice League guy sort of how. In uh, in Marvel, like you know, the, the Hawkeye doesn't have a lot of comics, but he's in like every Avengers team. Um,
0: yeah, he's just a gay guy in tights. So he's,
1: yeah, he's he's, he's, he's he doesn't have a lot of main series of his own, but he's kind of always around for group stories.
3: Yeah. And um, one of the really good Martian Manhunter stories is uh, Darwin Cook's New Frontier uses Martian Manhunter as one of the frame characters. Uh, That shit's great. One of my favorite comics of all time. Uh, It's got the great scene of him learning how to talk to people by watching TV, but he's a shapeshifter, you know? So he uh, just sort of like keeps turning into different different characters like he watches a bogart movie on tv and starts acting like bogart and then he watches like a bugs bunny cartoon
0: does that oh, mean that he can make his fun. cock as big as he wants
3: i i guess yeah it's yeah. An interesting question
1: um
0: oh yo how big how big you think the justice league's what's what's the the, the cock lineup you think Who's got the biggest hawk out of there, just, Superman? Just
1: lining them, like, like one of those police yeah. lineups with the yeah. measuring thing, and it's just dongs. <laughs> yeah,
0: who do you think, I, what's the, what's I the have no biggest horse smallest?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know enough about the material to really say. I
0: don't know, I, 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 I'm going to say i to uh, Barry Allen's going to imagine the a big smallest? dick. He, yeah, he's, he's I'm going to so say much he's got the rounds. smaller... It's probably not right. small, but it's definitely, it's definitely like Superman has a big ass hog. Like, oh, that's the other thing we, uh, in the Snyder cut, there's a clip. There's a, uh, this, this knocked the fuck out of me. There's a cut to, uh, the inside of Lois Lane's, uh, bedside drawer. And there's a pregnancy test test. Oh yeah.
1: A box so, of, them. Um, uh, so James, trying Force to get that Azure. super
0: sporn, <laughs> s- so that super sporn. sperm up in her, her guts. Yeah, uh, that's actually uh, a,
3: a him. That was the plan for the original Justice League duology was going to uh, was also, I think, going to be a four hour long movie. Uh, yeah,
0: I think Superman got like a real big cock. Though. Yep. He's got the biggest uh, yeah, one. You, I heard it,
3: you heard it here first. He's, um, Superman's
0: got a big cock.
3: Nicole thinks Superman is packing.
0: I think, I think Aquaman's probably uncut. Uh, at least Arthur Chu, Arthur Curry. What is Ch- Arthur, Ch- Cur- <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Curry? Arthur <laughs> Curry? That's is, what is why is his last name fucking Curry? What is he?
3: No, it's a, uh, it's a white name.
0: I am fucking
3: with you. Um. <laughs> another another weird thing about Martian Manhunter is he's actually a founding member of the Justice League. Uh, they in the new 52. They give his role to cause Cyborg is not Cyborg's a teen titans. He's a justice he's
0: a yeah, Teen Titans. And I, I in the New Fifty Two
3: the, uh, uh, the, the Jeff Johns lineup added Cyborg instead of Martian Manhunter, who is now no longer a Justice Leaguer. He got like demoted essentially. Uh in the in the New Fifty Two reboot. Uh and I'm glad that that was, that was Snyder
1: being like, you know, he deserves his spot. Yeah. You know. Um, and I so I guess having concluded that, what is a Martian Manhunter? Who is the Martian Manhunter? Uh, Nicole Met Gala, uh,
0: Met Gala Blabry reactions update. What, what is Pedro Pascal Cut. wearing? <laughs> uh, Pedro Pascal is serving, excuse you. Um, I think he looks you guys think he's he looks ridiculous. Little boy
1: short shorts with a big
3: he's, long wait, red he's, coat. He's wait, red wait, wait, what? wait, guy. I totally forgot. Do, you, do you, you guys have seen Seinfeld, right?
0: Of yeah. course.
3: Do you remember the like coffee the... shirt? No, do you remember the black lawyer uh in Seinfeld, like the guy uh... who who keeps trying to like get Kramer to sue these like these these businesses
1: not and then they really? fucks it up? I'm not sure if I've rewatched that episode or in an episode on my kind of
0: Why is he at the Met Gala? Thing.
3: No, he plays Marshall Manhunter in... in Smallville. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I posted it in voice text. That's actually really good. Now I gotta get to that point in Smallville because I don't remember him. Uh
0: Jackie Childs. Look yeah, at that. Like that guy Johnny... is so cool. Like, look at him. A parody of yeah. Johnny
1: Cocker. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seven okay, yeah, seventh through ninth seasons. I haven't uh I think I got up to five when I was just kind of watching through it
3: a while ago. Now I gotta see what he looks like in uh, oh he looks bad in small damn that smallville budget. Was not hitting. Um. Uh.
0: Bad bunnies serving cunt with a.
3: Oh, a, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. too bad.
1: bad.
3: That is... There's
0: an open back on the suit.
3: Oh, are you talking about Martian
1: Manhunter? Or are you talking about?
0: No, I'm uh, talking, I'm talking about, about the Martian Manhunter
1: in Smallville. But
3: oh, do wait. you think?
0: Do you think the it's? Who, who do you think would serve cunt at the Mechala from the the Martian the Manhunter?
3: <laughs> Easily, dude. He can shapeshift into any guy.
0: He's gonna show up as Jared Leto that is in a, that the is fucking not a good look. cat suit.
1: Yeah, well, show me this Jared Leto cat suit at the Met Gala.
0: I, I posted it in in the Patreon.
1: Oh, that's where right. everyone's posting. The, in the different the Patreon, rooms.
0: The, you can cut this, Miguel. We 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 we're, we're just trying to figure out a, a good place to, to end the episode, but
3: uh i'm on blue sky now i guess oh yeah, yeah.
0: cole lives again on blue sky if you can get on please, blue yeah,
3: sky please yeah please get on blue sky we need send more me people your code please
0: please send me the invite i they're being
3: wanna, stingy yeah. with them now but uh yeah they choose, are yeah they
0: need sh- to make it we need to we need to populate and uh go forth and spread our empire